Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. You know, my dad told me something that I thought was absolutely hilarious. And somehow it ended up being the most truest and most honest thing he's ever said to me. Probably the most important lesson that he taught me. He said when I was about 12 years old, you know, when a white man is peeing on your back, he's going to say, oh, is it raining? And I fell out. I could not stop laughing because I just thought it was so ridiculous, right? But as I get older, as I start Dealing with my own forms of racism. I say to myself. Yo, he was right. He was absolutely right. And then now we're seeing it play out. Today, it's never changed. This racism. But now we're seeing it play out on camera. By seeing George Floyd die. By seeing video and images of Ahmaud Arbery before he gets killed. The first time I heard about George Floyd was when I was at work. And guess what, guys? I work in the news. I'm a producer for a local Fox News station in Denver, Colorado. And it literally tore me apart. It literally killed me. Seeing that man, George Floyd, dying. It, I, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to react. I was angry. I was sad. I was happy that it was on camera for the sake of physical evidence. But then I was sad that people were just filming it on camera. Instead of standing up. For him instead of fighting for him, but I get it. It's hard. It's a it's a tricky situation that we're in. As black people, because we have been oppressed, we have been abused by the police since the beginning of time. And then when I hear about Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna Taylor and so many more. I say to myself. It'll never end, will it? Black men are literally target practice for the police. Black women will just automatically get killed as well. So when I saw the death of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, George Floyd, excuse me, I said to myself, this will never end, will it? You know, and like. I grew up organizing. 
I grew up protesting. Protesting is in my blood. Do you hear me? I was raised on the art of peaceful protest. However, what we're seeing now, what we've been seeing since the beginning of this summer with Minneapolis literally being burned to the ground, this I'm, I'm not for violence. But I will stand out of those protesters way because that is the only way that they know how to respond because we have been treated like animals. We've been treated like criminals. We've been guilty until proven innocent. And guess what? We've never been treated as innocent people. And by we, I'm talking about black folks. So when I see stuff burning down, this is what we call a cause and effect. Just imagine if you're constantly being poked at, poked at, poked at, abused over and over and over again. What do you expect? We were taught to be like this from the same people who oppressed us. We were taught violence from the same people who have been raping and pillaging our people since the minute they stepped foot on Africa. Right? Because this is what we call PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Or post-traumatic slave syndrome. Generational trauma that is gone past for 400 years and even before that because all Egyptian history is is something that has been adapted to Western civilization but it's been stolen right because that's what this is that's what black people are we have started the wave we have evented Invented culture since the beginning of time. This is what we're here for. This is what we're made of. We, out of all this pain, out of all this struggle, we still rise above it and become tough as nails. And out of all of this, we still find ways to develop music that can move your soul, that can resonate with your soul. But sometimes we don't even know that because we don't even know where we came from. Because we have been taught, we have been told that we are nothing and that we amount to nothing. That's what we call generational trauma passed down from our parents to our grandparents to their parents. And so on and so on and so on and so on. All the way till 1619. Right? All the way till when slaves were literally snatched from their homelands, mothers, daughters, brothers, sisters, fathers, put crammed on a boat and dropped off to different locations across the world. And yet we're still being disrespected. Even though we have um, America has literally been built on the hands of black people. But if we're going to take it back, this land 
is entrenched in blood because it wasn't even white people's land at the first place. This belongs to the natives, to the Native Americans. They killed off the natives and they brought the black folks here to build this country. So, yes, this is what we call generational trauma. And we don't even know it sometimes. We don't even know that we are dealing with it because we believe that we can't amount to more. We feel like we can only obtain entry level jobs. So if we're talking about change that I want to see. I want to see black executives. I want to see job training programs specifically for people of color. Because if we built this country, right, then we know what the people want. Why are we allowing somebody named Jim or some white man or woman tell this world what black people want and what black people should do? Right. That's what we call systemic oppression. And it hurts. It hurts. Because the same people who have sworn to protect and serve the community are killing us. So, yeah, they fund the police. They have all the weapons in the world. They have all the, these resources. But yet they're still killing innocent black men and women and other people of color. Absolutely. When we act out like animals and that's only because of the situations and the environments that we have been placed in. And it's only because our communities have been defunded, only because our schools have been defunded, only because our teachers haven't been paid enough to deal with the mental stress of teaching young black boys and girls on how to achieve more, how to obtain success, how to Truly live out your purpose by understanding where you come from. But we can't because our teachers have been worn down left and right and they're not getting paid enough. But we're paying all of these officers through our hard earned tax money. To what? To what? To kill us? Yes. Cut the budget. Defund the police. Absolutely absolutely do that because that was the first time I realized that I was truly black is when I got pulled over by the police the first time when I when when I fit the description as a kid I fit the description of somebody who was breaking in right so yes defund the police because I'm still experiencing this racism to this day with, with just the way certain white people look at me out of fear. Not anger, because beneath that anger is fear, that uncomfortableness. I'm six foot four, 28 years old, 200 pounds, even skinny dude. And yet I still make these people feel uncomfortable by just 
the way they look at me, the the energy in the room will change. There's only four black people in my job. Four. And this is a place that employs about 100 people. Why is that? So I make it my job, my personal job to report what's going on in the world through my job as a journalist and through my job as a podcaster. I make sure I tell the truth. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a reporter for this Fox station, for this news station. I'm what they call a producer, somebody who literally gathers the information for the stories and puts it out on the news. And the reason why I do that is because there's constantly white men and women who are telling stories about black people. And who better to tell the story of a black person than myself? Who better to tell that story than a black man? Somebody who's a part of the most endangered species in the country. Who better to do that? So that's what I do now. I make sure the truth is out. I make sure I make it my personal obligation to tell the truth. And I tell the truth at news at the news station I work at. I make sure I tell the truth through my podcast by breaking down music. That exemplifies the struggle. Because who better to do that than somebody who is a part of the most endangered species in the world? Hmm? Who better to do that? And through that, it gives me hope knowing that I'm doing my job to tell the honest to God truth. So that. When I can pass down this information to my kids and to the future generation, I can honestly say that I had the audacity of hope and that I have passed it down because it's been passed down to me. For somebody who went to an all black, to a historically black college, Grambling State University, that's what I've learned. The audacity of hope, the crazy idea to find inner peace within yourself. When we grew up in a world of violence. By being raised in the inner city of Chicago. That I have the audacity to dream and want more for myself so that I have inner peace within myself. So that I can share that love, that peace with my people. And it's okay if we all don't agree. Because we're all different. But I will not cancel anybody for those disagreements. Because at the end of the day, we all want one thing. Justice for our people. Justice for George Floyd. Justice for Ahmaud Arbery, justice for Breonna Taylor, and so many more. I don't want charges. I want convictions. I want black people in a place of power. I want black executives 
I don't want black people to only have entry level jobs. I want us to have more and I want us to want that very same thing. Why? Because we were built for this. That's why.